You're listening to Partnernomics Podcast, where we discuss the art and science of developing successful strategic partnerships. To learn more about the suite of Partnernomics solutions, visit Partnernomics.com. All right, welcome back to another episode of Partnernomics Podcast. I'm your host, Mark Brigman. And we have an exciting, a really interesting podcast set up for today. We are speaking with uh, Mr. Rajiv, Rajiv Ramanan from Freshworks. And uh, Rajiv is and did some really cool stuff with Freshworks, several different types of partnerships, um, doing some stuff on the technology side, some marketplace work, which uh, I'm really excited to, to dig into. But Rajiv, how are you doing? I'm good, Mark. Uh, thanks a lot for having me on the podcast. Really excited to be talking to you and to everyone listening in. Absolutely. Well, thank you for your time and thanks for joining us uh, uh, from the other side of the world, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, I'm based in Chennai in India. And uh, yeah, it is the other side of the world. But uh, currently, given the pandemic situation where we are all in, uh, I think we are all on <laughs> just one side of the world. That is the wrong side of the world. <laughs> yeah, I think you're right. I think you're right. Rajiv, man, I'd love to just uh, to, to let our listeners understand a little bit of about your background. Uh, man, we'll, we'll definitely get into the cool work that you're doing now. But if you would paint us a little bit of a picture of, uh, of how you entered uh, the business world, and then how you got into to being the director of technology partnerships and startup programs at uh, Freshworks. Sure, Mark. Uh, I think I started my career in uh, 2006 when I uh, joined one of the large IT services companies in India, uh, Infosys. And I've always been fascinated by technology and how it has really helped transform the world uh, for us. And I joined as a, as a technology analyst and I started working on uh, different banking projects globally. And I got a good opportunity to work uh, uh, for a very large customer in uh, the UK where I had the chance to lead a digital bank transformation for, uh, for them. And it was one of the first projects that uh, uh, the customer was outsourcing. So I, I got to see uh, a, a whole bunch of things in that project where we were able to transform the customer's uh, uh, impression on outsourcing, how we were able to work with them closely, define the business use cases, see how our, uh, our technology can really automate some a lot of processes that they were doing and implement a whole new technology that really transformed their business for them. And post that experience, I realized that I wanted to be on the other side of the game, but I wanted to be on the business side and uh, probably build and drive businesses. So I quit my job and I came back to India to do my uh, MBA at uh, uh, the Indian School of Business. And that really opened up the world for me. I got exposure to multiple functions, how organizations are set up and uh, got to work with some of the uh, best minds in the country and also the best professors from across the world. So that really opened up my um, uh, view to the business side. And from then on, I went back into consulting. I decided that uh, I can't, uh, I, I'm not a very deep person. So by nature, I'm a very people person. And I realized that uh, I want to always be on roles that are wide and not extremely deep. So I went back into uh, consulting. So I did tech consulting for a year, year and a half, and again, went back to UK. And uh, that is when I got exposure to product management, where I built out uh, one of the travel management solutions for a large bank again. And uh, I was part of the project that uh, we defined the entire uh, uh, entire product 
and we were able to work with multiple stakeholders in the organization got to understand the business benefits that were we were able to drive by taking a product approach than a service approach build out a, a, a product skeleton and stuff and at that time it really inspired me to come back and do something in a product company in the startup world so i came back to india and i started working for uh, another product company called iv mobility where i built out some of their uh, new innovation uh, innovative products right so they were into the space of uh, automating uh, sales processes for fmcg and pharma companies a completely different world for me but building that product they gave me a lot of flexibility to go ground up do research and uh, and uh, i got the I got a hang of uh, working with a lot of sales guys on the field how they go into markets how they plan their day how they sell and all those things and i got a good fortune to build out a couple of products for uh, iv mobility and then i realized that uh, though we were doing saas at iv we were not really uh, uh, leveraging the power of saas we were having a few enterprise customers and serving them with a lot of service work as well so i want to move to a pure product company that can really uh, scale and one of my personal goals at that point of time was i wanted my products or services to touch a million lives right so that that's something that uh, i see as a purpose above me and i want to pursue that and that that is when i i came across freshworks uh, in fact the office was uh, right opposite to my previous company and one day when i was having lunch i saw this company and i was like what is this uh, i went and did some research and i was really really fascinated by the vision and the way the company was shaping up at that time it was fresh desk and i decided to uh, try it out so <laughs> you wouldn't believe uh, i didn't take a formal interview at a fresh desk like a typical regular interview fresh desk as a as uh, a, a four level interview process and at that point of time i was really busy at iv as well and i didn't want them to really know that i was uh, i was interviewing and stuff so i actually walked into uh, fresh desk four days in a week for two hours every day to finish my interview rounds and that's how i got into fresh desk and i really like the open culture and uh, the way they treated me and and the energy was insane so i decided i want to spend a considerable amount of my career at fresh desk and i joined uh, fresh desk at that point of time and i joined in a product role and uh, i shipped out our uh, uh, current technology marketplace and from then on after launching the marketplace and scaling it to a certain level i decided that i wanted uh, to go even more deeper into the ecosystem play that really fascinated me because we are really in a world where we are moving away from uh, siloed systems to democratic systems so the last generation we were talk when when we talk about enterprise solutions and enterprise products we used to be referring to the saps of the world oracles of the world and salesforce of the world where everybody in the organization were using the same tools but with the saas world coming in and a lot of uh, uh, companies started realizing that maybe one tool is great at one function but is not the best for all other functions in the organizations and they started adopting to multiple tools within the same organization and we realized that every tool has to talk to each other and that is when you will be able to really get a full view of customers and full view of the transactions that are happening so that you can take more meaningful decisions and uh, needle moving initiatives and that is when i realized that yes that is a space that is uh, getting really hard but people are not working uh, in a way that could partnerships could be a different lever to the company partnerships could be 
a non-linear growth channel for the company. And that is when I decided to move away from a product role to a full-fledged GTM role and currently running uh, three or four non-linear growth uh, programs of Freshworks. I know it's a long answer, but I hope uh, that covered a bit of my career. Yeah, definitely. So Rajiv, tell us a little bit more about Freshworks as a company. I mean, for, for those folks that may not be familiar with the organization, what its solutions are, what its history is, uh, tell us a little bit about the company itself. Sure. Uh, Freshworks, we, we are a 10 years young company. We started off in the year 2010 in a small, uh, uh, in a small place called Pallikarnai in, uh, in Chennai, south of India. And at that time, there were not many B2B SaaS companies out of uh, India. There were a few companies that were doing pretty well. But then we realized that there is a good space for us to go after some of the uh, large systems that were out there in the world. And we started off 10 years back. And uh, today, from uh, in, in the 10 years time span, we've grown from zero to 40,000 plus paying customers. Uh, we raised about $400 million in, uh, in uh, capital. We have uh, we we are valued at about three point five billion dollars. That was the last valuation uh, that we publicly announced a few uh, a year year and a half back. And we have launched from a, we moved from a single product company. We launched with a customer support help desk, an omni channel, uh, social first customer support help desk. Today we have about twelve solutions, primarily operating in two spaces: uh, customer engagement and employee engagement. In the customer engagement space, we have products from the first touch point of a customer with a business to the last touch point of a customer with a business, which means that we are having products in marketing automation, CRM, chat, uh, live chat, and bots, uh, messaging products. We also have a call center on the cloud, and we have a full-fledged omni-channel customer support help desk with uh, very modern interfaces, strong automations, and integrations with over 1,000 plus applications. So that is on the CX side of things. We also have products on the employee experience side where we have products called Fresh Service and Fresh Team, which focuses on uh, internal IT support and uh, uh, ESM use cases for uh, Fresh Service. And we have a full-fledged uh, ATS and uh, uh, HRMS solutions with Fresh Team. So we believe in building uh, extremely easy to use products that are very seamless to deploy with very strong ROI. And you can see the results of your implementations very, very quickly. Your digital transformations need not be spanning uh, months or years. Here we are talking about uh, a few weeks of implementation for a large uh, enterprise where you will start seeing ROI from the time you are able to uh, deploy our solutions. And with end-to-end -end support for the customer, unlike a lot of uh, SaaS companies where you are, uh, you are asked to work with a partner, we directly engage with you. We bring in partners who will help provide the value to you, but we are always there with you through the journey so that your end-to-end -end implementation is done and you are happy with what you're, uh, what you're using with us. So that is Freshworks in a, in a nutshell. Rajiv, you mentioned what's, how, many, how many customers do you guys have using your solution today? Uh, we have 40,000 plus customers globally. Yeah, that's awesome. That's, that's impressive. What, uh, what's, what's kind of the prototypical customer or, you know, either customer size or maybe like what their specialization is, or is it, is it pretty, pretty universal? Yeah. So to be honest, uh, our products are meant to be universal because everybody needs customers and employees and everybody wants to engage deeper with customers and employees. But we started off primarily as an uh, SMB focused company. When we say SMB, 
we are talking about zero to 250 employee companies, employee size companies. And we, we are a global company from day one. Uh, we started off in India, but uh, our first five customers came from five different continents. So we realized that we are able to sell to the global SMBs from India. And that's how we built our uh, uh, initial product and go-to-market uh, uh, strategy. But once we reached a certain scale, say 50 million, 75 million in revenue, we realized that uh, we can't, uh, and also our products also started maturing uh, to meet the needs of mid-market and enterprise customers. So we started setting up our offices globally. We have about uh, 13 offices globally now where we cater to the mid-market segment, which is uh, uh, 250 to 500 customers. And then our enterprise customers who are 500 to 5,000 plus employees uh, falls under our enterprise segment. We are catering to those segments through our field teams set up in these regions and our partner network. Yeah, that's good stuff. I'd, I'd like for you to talk to us a little bit about your marketplace and what that was like, that experience, just from a strategy perspective, and then obviously leveraging partnerships. But um, talk to us about building and scaling your marketplace and really what your marketplace, um, I mean, what is it? What does it comprise of and, and how do your clients use it? Sure. So as I mentioned, the primary need for a marketplace came in when we realized that we were losing a ton of deals to integrations, right? So as, as and when we are acquiring more and more customers in new geos, new segments and new uh, verticals, coming up with new use cases, we realized that the customers are using a plethora of tools. Uh, and it was, it, was, it was a pretty long list where we had to, uh, if we are trying to build everything as a native integration on, on top of our product, we realized very early that this might not help us scale. And uh, we also saw that some of the largest companies that we, uh, we, we compete with and we are also inspired from, like Salesforce and Atlassian, et cetera, had huge marketplaces that are helping them to acquire and retain customers. And that really triggered us to look at a marketplace strategy very early in, in our growth, uh, growth trajectory, right? So typically companies invest in marketplaces when they are 100 million plus in revenue. We started investing on, in our marketplace once uh, we were primarily at about 30 million in revenues itself. And at that point of time, we realized that the only way for, and, and more and more customers we speak to had more and more tools. So there was, it was a long tail of tools and we, easily know that we cannot build all those integrations. So the strategy was for us to build a platform that will help third-party products to integrate with us or even third-party developers and partners to build integrations with us extremely easily. And we should be able to list that, make it highly discoverable for other customers to benefit from and scale that kind of motion so that at some point of time, we'll be able to acquire customers retain customers and also go to market with a lot of these partners that will help us reduce our overall uh, cost of acquiring customers as well. So that was the strategy when we started the marketplace in uh, 2016. And once we launched it, I think we've stayed true to that vision of uh, expanding that marketplace uh, big time as well. And one thing that we were very, very particular about even when we started was somebody has to build an integration with us. It has to be easy. It should, the, the amount of effort or complication it takes to build an integration with us should not be a blocker for any partner to walk away from us. So with that kind of a vision, we built out a platform. We were one of the first to build, uh, build a completely serverless app marketplace 
where third party partners can completely build and host applications that we will host for them so they need not worry about computing problems they need not worry about infrastructure they can just worry about solving the customer problem and we could actually host it for them and scale it with them, with them right so we used we were one of the first marketplaces in the world to launch a completely serverless uh, uh, app marketplace our sdk well, if you have to build an integration with us you don't need any special skills you just need html css and javascript which is the most commonly used language skill uh, in development environments right so we built our sdk on top of that so that people can easily build on top of us we also made our documentation extremely easy and we integrated with quite a few of the aggregators uh, so to say like zapiers etc so that more and more players can start working with us through them as well so that's how we thought about the marketplace and that's the strategy that we took forward and today we are reaping the rewards that are coming out of uh, that plan that we uh, designed earlier rajiv how many different uh, companies do you have that you're working with on the marketplace so our marketplace has uh, more than 1000 plus integrations uh, in fact i don't know the exact number as of now but we are definitely over 1000 1100 now and uh, different companies it will it will easily be about uh, more than 600 plus companies that we work with very closely right so and our partner team as well the way we designed our team is to ensure that we are working with a wide set of partners and across multiple tiers so that we are able to provide value to each of them who are on our marketplace and uh, that is the uh, if if you talk about whom we are very very deeply engaged in i would say we have definitely touched and worked with more than 400 plus partners but uh, about 80 to 100 plus we work on a, a weekly basis with them rajiv talk to us about so the different types of partnerships that that you help manage so obviously you have these you know technology based partners with with these um you know these app developers these solutions providers uh what are some of the other types of partnerships that you manage yeah sure so technology partnerships is one side where we are talking about partners with whom with our, with our product companies with whom we do co marketing and co selling to drive uh, growth for both the parties other than that i manage the startup program where we are uh, we launched it as a paid forward initiative so i launched it in uh, 2019 late 2019 and uh, we decided that uh, a lot of startups today are going through uh, a, a difficult journey where they have to buy multiple tools and uh, multiple products and they also don't come up with uh, many of them are first time entrepreneurs they don't have the right knowledge to uh, understand the or understand and navigate the entrepreneurship world as well and we saw that because a set of people that we talked to come back to us with the same set of questions and same kind of understanding about different things etc so being a startup uh, coming from outside the valley and to be able to compete and uh, grow along with uh, Uh, silicon valley companies we thought uh, we have acquired a bunch of knowledge that we can share to all these startups and also provide them the right set of tools which can help them scale rapidly without having to worry about uh, changing their tools consistently or investing in projects that do not uh, keep them productive in uh, doing what they do best right so we launched this program in 2019 where we partnered with uh, startup ecosystem players like incubators accelerators vcs and uh, government bodies everywhere globally and we form uh, we work with them very closely to ensure that uh, we provide them with our tools 
for the startups that are part of their communities we gave credits on our products which is very uh, generous amount of credits i'd say for startups to get started without having to worry about upfront costs and all those things we gave them a strong white glove onboarding experience where it is not just throwing credits and walking away rather we help them get onboarded give them the benefits of having integrated solutions and help them set up as well to grow and also provided them the right mentors so we we assembled a, a set of stellar mentors that are working in different areas where startups need help and we were able to bring our senior leaders and senior mentors to come and talk to them about different journeys so that the startups can get but uh, get benefited from and we also started creating a whole bunch of content and very very uh, curated good content right today content is everywhere but real benefiting content uh, you, you really have to search through and uh, sift through and get right so we put in a team that has solid experience in the startup world to build uh, our own podcast called the orbit shift podcast that gives uh, that talks about very very relevant problems from people who have been there and done that and that is something we started as a, another give back initiative and we started hosting uh, our, our against all odds summit which is one of the uh, biggest events that freshworks has executed so far and also very very focused for startups in four different continents and that's how we started the program and today uh, we have more than 3500 startups who have signed up for our credits and are working with us and uh, and a lot more customers who are there uh, willing to uh, come on board with us and vcs uh, incubators accelerators everyone's given us fantastic feedback on the way we approached it and way we are going into market and this is also a global program we operate in uh, multiple geos and we are uh, going deep with these ecosystems so that is one thing uh, that i do as part of my role and the third partnership type that i run is uh, i also run the channel partnerships for india and sarc region again uh, being a wide guy i love to solve zero to one problems and uh, india as a channel market was very new to us and we were uh, we were having some trouble scaling that so uh, i took over that in 2019 uh, end of 2019 so 2020 2021 we've been doing that here and uh, i helped uh, uh, build out the whole ecosystem here we have more than 90 plus partners uh, whom we onboarded and uh, they are all we are we are doing we are scaling the partnership uh, really well in india where we are doing the indirect sales with partners in the whole sarc region and the last partnership that i uh, uh, run is the gsi and uh, strat partners so these are typically the large sis and the uh, large strategic companies that we have to work with right so the likes of uh, uh, infosys tata global consultancies accenture uh, zensar etc on one side and aws microsoft google on another side so we realize that for these kind of partnerships it's a very long game and uh, especially in the gsi partnerships the the rule of thumb when i spoke to multiple people running that partnership is uh, time to first dollar is about uh, 18 months in these kind of partnerships so i love the long game there and i want to really play that to understand how deep we can go and coming from the service industry i had the background to pick it up and run so we set up a team uh, globally for us to work with these partners in fact we cracked our first partner and did our first pr with the, the world major uh, tata global tata consultancy services in 6 months from the time we launched the program and we are able to now do we've done more than uh, 150 plus projects with the tata consultancy in the in the uh, two years of relationship that we share with them and we are able to scale that uh, pretty uh, non linearly and with aws microsoft google slack and other partners 
again we are playing a long game we've invested in resources that are uh, focusing on these partners in each of the geos our top geos and go very deep with those partners and we want to grow up in the partner program for them so that we are able to drive more opportunities for us and also establish ourselves as a thought leader and and establish uh, our brand more prominently uh, along with the the biggies of the world so that's how uh, that is my portfolio and i hope that gives a, a view of what i do you guys are doing a lot of work <laughs> <laughs> you guys are doing a ton of work man just what you had described with your startup program just sounds phenomenal i mean you have thousands of people you know thousands of these companies that are that are in there kind of playing a part you guys are providing some amazing resources to them um does it seem like that i mean that program obviously the, all the resources that you're putting into it the time effort energy the the mentoring I and mean, all the different components that goes into it it sounds like an incredible investment that, that you guys are making in, in that. Yeah, I, I think it is extremely exciting for me. And uh, this is one of the programs where you can we are able to see tangible results very quickly. And uh, we know that the number of startups is uh, growing every day, every minute, I would say. And uh, the ecosystem is opening up uh, across the world. And uh, they all need the support and the right tools as well. So we believe that it has purpose and it also has the, uh, we also have the ability to work with these startups uh, very quickly. And we are able, and the advantage of having a team that is very diverse, like uh, how I have, I think I have a phenomenal team out here who is very hungry and passionate about the purpose of uh, really helping startups get wings. And we are able to drive uh, that mission very, very efficiently, I would say. Rajiv, what? Uh, so it sounds like you, you, you guys, your team, you manage a lot of different partnerships in at least three different lanes. I'd like to just kind of get some insights from you on what are some of the the must-haves, the must-dos whenever you're kind of standing up these programs and just building them to scale from just a from a management perspective. Sure, uh, great question. Uh, yeah, so. I think one of the first things that we need to define is the objective for a program. Every program should have a very, very clearly defined purpose. It should not be a me too program in the company, right? So if you are talking about channels, uh, channels is definitely a, a sales strategy for all, every type of company, I would say, right? Everybody would love to have more hands to go and sell them. But a company should reach a certain scale and a certain size and a certain amount of predictability before they invest in channels. Day one, you, you have to think about channels from day one, but you have to wait until you are able to clearly establish a sales motion that works for you and then pass it on to a partner who will be able to carry the bag for you into the market and go and sell. And designing the right incentives and the sales structures within the organization to support each of those initiatives is very important. With channels, we should always be very clear that if you are going indirect, you are going to be facing channel conflict from day one, right? So how are you thinking about it? What is the rules of engagement that you need to establish between direct sales, partner sales, so that everybody is incentivized towards the same purpose of growth for the company? So you, that is one must have for me. 
a clear purpose for the program clear buy in on, on on why we are doing that and third clear incentive structure so that everybody who's going to be interacting with the team are incentivized the same way so that they can succeed the second most important thing that we need to understand when we are starting a program and uh, and launching it is every program has different gestation periods channels what i've seen when you launch in a new market or uh, uh, when you launch a program you definitely have to keep a buffer of 6 months for it to ramp up you cannot treat a channel partner to ramp the same way your direct sales rep is going to ramp up so give ample time for each of the programs to ramp up so technology partnerships for me it took about 2 and a half to 3 years for me to figure out the entire go to market piece we started off with basic pieces but for me to build a predictable lead gen and a revenue engine out of it it took me more than 3 years and that is a time when when i had enough partners when i had enough clout in the market where i'm adding value to my partners as well and we have to identify partners who carry the same incentive structure as you do like say for example if i am goaling my partner managers on uh, source opportunities and revenue they have to be working with partner managers on another technology company who is carrying the same goal that is when they will ensure that the sales teams are interlocking more often we are able to uh, launch and scale Uh, sales initiatives co marketing initiatives so we track every outcome that is coming out of it so that your numbers are being met if you are carrying a revenue goal and uh, your counterpart is carrying a partner engagement goal i think there that program will fail so you need to ensure that you are goaling the team uh, in the right way i've learned my lessons in this we uh, went uh, too fast ahead to try and make uh, tech partnerships into a pure revenue engine but i think uh, that uh, was a learning for me uh, where i decided that we have to step down a little bit but we have to go in slowly because it needs alignment from your sales organization customer success organization your pre sales organization marketing organization uh, everybody in the company to work with you closely to make this a successful endeavor for you and your partner so that is one thing that i'll say is a must have and we should ensure that every team that is collaborating has the right incentives in place and if you are launching a gsi kind of a program you need to be ready for the long game right you need to you should not be thinking about an immediate roi you should be thinking about minimum 12 to 18 months where you are able to see uh, dollars starting to trickle coming out of that engine and you have to decide on what is the gives that you need to have for these guys so that they engage with you in many cases they are such a large organization you are bound to get lost in the organization itself right to navigate get to the right person excite them with one or two gifts that they will start looking up to either you should be closing a real gap that they see in the market and or you should be able to provide them the right incentives and give them a few deals first so that they are excited about you so that you can build a practice in them and scale that so you need to understand that part what is needed for each of those partnerships to uh, launch it nurture it and then scale it yeah such great insights <clears throat> so many times i think uh, whenever people launch new programs in particular uh, with companies uh managers don't give themselves enough runway and uh they they do they i mean just generally speaking i'm I like the numbers that you said 18 months i mean it generally speaking you know it takes 18 months 
to get a program launched, to get uh, you know partners recruited, to get partners successful, and to start to make a positive ROI. And so many times, uh, you know, I think our executives and other leaders just uh, try to get it faster than that, and more often than not, it just it doesn't work uh, if they don't give it enough runway. Absolutely, Mark. Absolutely, and I've seen that in many places as well. You can't launch it as a as a as an initiative and not give enough air cover for it. Well, Rajiv, we've got uh, one last question for you before we let you go. And uh, I just want to jump in your brain for a minute and have you predict the future for us. You know, you've seen a lot of really exciting stuff happen over the last several years as, as you're continuing to put together uh, your marketplace and ecosystem and playing in a couple different ecosystems uh, there with Freshworks. But um, how, do you, how do you see the next, uh, let's say, five years playing out uh, from Freshworks perspective? I think from a Freshworks perspective, we are just entering uh, a, a huge growth phase, I would say, right? So we are, we are uh, and, and given the width of our products and the width of our offerings for us, uh, the more and more we invest in, um, invest in uh, engaging with our customers, right? And integrating with multiple other solutions, I see that we are gonna be uh, able to provide a real 360 view of customers to uh, uh, companies. And I think we can really, uh, I'm really excited about the new kind of customer journeys that companies will be able to design, leveraging a lot of our tools as well as our partner solutions uh, in the market, right? For example, we've seen that uh, how in one, one and a half years, e-commerce has become uh, the main way in which people do business rather than being contributing to about five to 10% of businesses, right? So that was driven and was was possible only because technology was available and not just siloed technology, but integrated technologies. So integrated technologies with end-to-end -end view of customer data flow from different solutions uh, is going to be a key thing that I see as, uh, as a trend that is going to continue. The more and more SaaS companies come, everybody has to start thinking about being open from day one. What I mean by that is they should not be building closed uh, closed ecosystems, they should be open to ecosystems. That is when they will also be able to achieve scale very quickly. And you will also see more and more businesses that get launched and grow and even go IPO only by selling on uh, technology marketplaces. Uh, I think we've seen a good set of examples there in the Salesforce world, uh, like companies like Tag.ai, we are seeing companies like uh, Sage, uh, which are doing phenomenally well by being a primary vendor for a certain category in a certain scaled ecosystem. We will see more of that coming from a lot of entrepreneurs in these tech ecosystems. And I see even large companies like AWS, Google, et cetera, are now investing in marketplaces. So I think that is going to be a huge GTM channel. And the third trend that I'm going to see is um, uh, by working more closely with uh, partners, in multiple of these ecosystems, we are gonna see a good drop in customer acquisition costs as well. So today, most of the SaaS companies have a playbook. They go invest in digital marketing, invest in Google, invest in LinkedIn, invest in multiple other uh, channels where they're gonna get inbound uh, signups and they're gonna nurture them, scale them and deliver. And if you see in the past three to four years, the CAC for SaaS companies has gone up by more than 30 because more and more startups come in the same categories, the bidding goes up, your costs are going up. So I think 
if we are if, if if us and other technology partners in in the regions that we play in are going after the same customer base if we invest in organic marketing even more with some of our partners and even if we go for paid campaigns we can actually half the cost and double the leads that we'll be able to get through these partners so i think that is going to become mainstay in the next 2 to 3 years when tech partnerships are going to be one of the major channels even in the marketing scheme of things for uh, uh, companies so yeah, these are great insights great insights mr rajiv i sure do appreciate your time thank you so much for joining us on the partnernomics podcast and and uh definitely looking forward to staying in touch and watching the great things that you continue to do with the team there at freshworks definitely definitely mark thanks a lot uh, for having me here very happy to have uh, shared a few words and uh, uh, happy to meet anybody who's interested in uh, partnerships as well i'm available on all social so reach out if if uh, if you need anything so uh, thanks a lot mark again uh, really enjoyed the conversation thank you rajiv Partnernomics podcast is brought to you by Partnernomics. Learn how to leverage the power of partnership. To listen to more episodes of Partnernomics podcast, visit partnernomics.com.